The following is a Cast Wave Studios production. Well, hello, hello. Welcome to Boldly Going Nowhere, Season 8, Episode 2. Today, we have a very, very special guest, Mr. Wallace Shawn. You might know him from Pixar movies. You might know him from his plays. And Colin gets to interview him right in this episode. Stay tuned. Very nicely done, Sean. It's almost like you're back into your uh, tip-top form. How yeah, Sean you got know, his groove you know, back. After, yep. after a break, I did I did lose the edge, and then I caught it right back. Yep. How mm. Sean got his groove back. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's probably half the length of that movie would be. You know. <laughs> in summers. In, honest, in theaters 2019. I, I honestly, honestly, how Stella got her groove back, we should watch that I've legitimately ne- as a just a just a critique of a movie. Just I, I've actually never like, seen that movie. How 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 does Hellstale uh Gyro Groove back hold up in today's uh today's uh, nomenclature, you know? Okay. I, I mean, mean I, I'm game. Hey, you know what? That's what And we they'll can, make a great movie review. That's what we can do for a summer riff tracks. We'll watch how Stella got her groove back and just And then because you know when I think summertime, I think how Stella got her groove back. But, but I really, I forgot what how. I forgot how, it was, how how she did get her groove back. I don't know. I think something involving Whoopi Goldberg or some shit. I don't and then, know. And then we'll just watch uh, Clueless. So, okay. Oh, I see how, I see what you did there. Yes. He uh, segued it right back. Oh, wow. He pronounced it with fright. For shut up. <laughs> anyway. So. so. Oh, my God. Wait, no, he did. Yeah. He said, he said segue. Yeah. Holy shit. I know. Colin, I'm so I proud know. of you. Thank you. I know. Thank you. Oh, you I've, been, you. I've been practicing late at night, Good. my elocution. <laughs> anyway. You, you were he's driving. Been, he's been my fair lady himself. Indeed. He's been driving me fucking crazy. The life of the wolf with, ends with the knife. So, so we're going to Sieg, and I'm like, no, stop. Stop it. Stop that word. Stop it. <laughs> All right. Anyway. God, that's our so, word. Or what? Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, so so today we had the honor of being able to interview Wallace Shawn. Now, for those of you who might not you know, know him from his name, you'd probably know him from you know, Toy Story as the voice of Rex. You would know his voice as soon as you heard it. Yeah. He is he is a legend. You you a hear legend. the word inconceivable and immediately you sweet should know who God. Is. Uh, he, you ever think he gets yelled like like people out see him on the street and they're like inconceivable? He's like I hate that word. Yeah. I hate. I, you know what? I should have asked. I, I'm now regretting not asking him that question. No, like, no. I think do you I hate think, that word? I think now? it went well. I think it went well from what what I what I've heard and. Because uh, we're recording this episode right after yeah. uh, he had the interview, and then we'll you know we'll have it later in the right, show. Right. But yeah. I think it was it was very the way it was kind of dictated. You were asking about subjects that he was interested in, and it was about him right. as opposed to like, hey, you remember, you remember Princess Bride? You remember Princess Bride? 
you, you remember, remember inconceivable remember can, can thing, you say the thing that is, you know it's like thing I, is, I don't i don't want to be like that well, the that, thing the thing is he that gets, podcast he, well and also he gets asked those questions a hundred thousand times a day I, th- I think if i was gonna hey, ask what, him what do you like to do while sean like like hey right like, what 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 projects did you did you like what projects you want to do and like i'd probably throw I, him- I like the questions it went for and it was very open-ended and he he right. really got a chance to Got a chance to hear him talk. So I think if I was going to ask him a Princess Bite question, though, I was going to be like, so obviously you didn't film with him, but, like, did you ever run into the fucking Wonder Years kid? <laughs> All right, we're like, going to... And, and let's like, dive... Uh, yeah, yeah, Wonder Years. But, um... Yeah, Fred Savage, we got it. I know. I'm just... Because, like, you had to at least have met him at, like, you know, the rap party or some shit. I don't know. I will say... I will <laughs> like, say... I, I was like, all right, we're gonna we we're set we we're, we we're setting up for the audio, and this was a whole big thing trying to get this this up and running. First of all, I I'm horrible with scheduling, so I forgot, and I was just like, oh oh, that's per natural. And, and then they were like, oh, this that thing with Wild Sean today is like happening at like uh like five o'clock. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that? <laughs> what was that? And so I was like, immediately, I'm like, all right, Colin's probably gonna have to use the MacBook to record the the episode. I'm like, all right, let me send him like a long two, three paragraph instruction list, like just in case, mm. which ended up helping, I think, didn't it? Did no, oh, no, it was insanely helpful. I still was like, Sean, something's not working. <laughs> and then like it it started working. It's because, you know, I'm an idiot and I can't read directions. You didn't, pl- you didn't plug it in. Yeah. So <laughs> you didn't plug the USB in. I didn't plug the thing in. You didn't plug the thing in. I so didn't. so uh and and then I like, you know, we 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 prepped up and then right when we're I got here and I got to because uh, I called him I called you on the way mm-hmm. to try to get like a test audio going. And when we were listening to that, I'm like, okay, and I was recording myself trying to like feedback and like adjust levels. Guess who calls? Yeah, <laughs> and it yeah, never was... like it's funny because like you know he he's he lives I, I think he lives in New York but he's out in L A right now and obviously you know he's probably filming shows or movies you know because mm-hmm. you know that's what he does he's an actor but is that so, what he do okay <laughs> oh is that what he does yeah. he makes a me he makes a mean burger <laughs> <laughs> huh. the Wallace Shawn to burger. be fair I know a lot of actors that do that too. <laughs> <laughs> like um. Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> well, I mean, he, he's famous and no, no, it's it's called gonna... it's called the Wagyu Sean Burger. <laughs> the Wagyu Sean. <laughs> God damn it, we've derailed. No, so <laughs> it's it's funny. So he he calls and it's just like hello. Um, well, you know, you'll listen to it because it's right at the beginning of the interview. Um, he is, I cannot imagine a nicer man. Like seriously. And and it, and the, he was he was so sweet. And then I was like, "All right, I'm gonna set you up." And I go to leave uh, to, to to like explain to the guys, "All right, we're just gonna have it between him and Colin." So he says, "Not no one's oh, interrupting thing. Get your question in now via pen and paper. You want all right." So we, we 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 I come back. I'm like, "I'm gonna go with Chicken and Colin real quick. See see how the audio is rolling." I come back, and I, the first thing I hear, um, like when I pick up the headphones, is Wallace Shawn talking about. Foot fetish, yeah. Foot fetishes. And I'm like, what the fuck are you asking him, Colin? <laughs> like, I immediately, like, I go to, like, blame you. <laughs> yeah, no, like, he literally sits down, puts on the headphones, hears those words come out of Wallace Shawn's mouth, and he literally silently looks across the table and mouths at me, what the fuck? <laughs> and I'm like, I literally, I literally have no response, because I'm like... If you'd I, been here for the conversation, you'd know exactly what we were talking about. I always walk in in the bad part. You, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, I'll, I'll yeah. say this much: Wallace Shawn, I, 
you know, we're, we're going to thank you a hundred. I thank him a hundred thousand times in this interview. I'm going to thank him again right before the interview plays, yeah. but thank mm-hmm. you for taking the time. Uh, like we're going to see him at, we're going to see him at, um, Farpoint. Farpoint. Yes. But then we're also going to see him in April at awesome con, which yay. Awesome. Oh, yep. yeah. So, I mean, so for those of you who are listening, uh, Please enjoy the interview with the great Wallace Shawn. Here he is. People of the internet, here he is, a writer, voice actor, star of the stage and screens, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Wallace Shawn. Good evening, sir. How are you? Very well, so far. Uh, well, you know, it's funny because I, I, uh, I've listened to a lot of your, your voice acting and a lot of your uh, roles on animated features. In fact... The first movie I actually saw you in was uh, a Goofy movie, where you played oh, the principal. Yes, and I, I have to ask the question: um, as a voice actor, how much of your role would you say is written into the script, and how much would you say is something your own personal take on the character? Well, the words are written by the writers, uh, and uh, the the. Uh, Images are created by the animators and uh, the computer guys in the case of the computer animation. And uh, I don't know where my creative contribution fits in, but uh, I don't want to tell that to anyone or they might uh, fire me and use somebody else, I suppose. All right. Well, I so... You know, I, I've, I've uh, you know, I've, we've interviewed voice actors before, and you know, obviously, voice acting can be, you know, difficult, especially you know, constraints of the booth, long hours. Uh, so, what, but you know, I've heard, you know, like you know, there are bloopers, and you know, you can have a lot of fun in the booth, you know, just riffing, you know, with you know some of the people you work with. Would you? Is there like a story that you remember that you like really, you know, had a good time in the booth? Well, first of all, you don't meet the other actors. You're alone in that booth. And uh, I would say only a very strange person would be uh, goofing off or having fun alone in a little glass booth under the observation of about a dozen different directors. Um, Um, I think it's... uh, I mean... You'd be amusing yourself, really, which some people can can do. I uh, don't find myself particularly amusing. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, you're under a lot of observation because uh, you know there's literally only one director, but but there are usually you know about ten people listening in maybe only three or four Mm -hmm. and they're giving their advice to the director and usually you know you do your line three or four times and then uh, they put you on hold more or less and you hear nothing you just wait uh nervously while they talk among themselves uh, criticizing what you just did and then they come back and and 
tell you how you might do it better. Mm. Have you ever have you ever had the opportunity to like be on the other side of the booth, like you're directing somebody else? I've never done that. I've I've uh, no, because you you can't just drop in and do that. You have to know the uh, you have to know that animation very intimately because they know what it's going to look like, mm -hmm. roughly speaking. And and the actor doesn't, of course. Mm. Um, so they may, you know, your line might be something like, Aah! and they would say, no, no, um, you sound as if somebody is jumping on your stomach, but actually they're going to be jumping on your chest. Mm -hmm. So instead of, Aah! It should be more like ah, mm -hmm. that type of thing. Mm -hmm. So, let me ask you this: Now, you've been acting in on stage, in television, and on film. And what was it originally that drew you to acting? I mean, was that always an aspiration of yours, or was that something that you came to? Well, I, I, uh, I mean, let's be frank. I have been writing plays for about 50 years, and... Uh, yeah, 67 was your first play, right? Well, yes, you... Gosh, yeah, that was when I... Yes, and so... Uh, uh, well, I my plays have never appealed to that many people. Uh, most people who have seen them have, have not liked them. Uh, so I, uh, have never made, uh, money from them. Uh, I'm not saying that nobody likes them. There are some unusual people who like them, just mm -hmm. as there are people who, have a sexual attraction to people's feet hmm. and uh, you know that's their that's their favorite thing mm -hmm. um so quentin tarantino would be a fan i don't know <laughs> no, just... i i have no idea whether he could. well i mean he's a very in his he movies, has a very, he's very, very distinct video. I mean, very distinct style of filming on like feet, always, and that just seems oh. like that sort of thing. Oh my God! Well, I didn't know that, and I didn't know that. Uh, I mean, I'm not literally saying that people who like feet would like my plays. I'm just saying it as an analogy that it's a sure. minority case. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. So anyway, I. Uh, I never thought of being an actor, mm -hmm. but uh, I was not, I was, you know, uh, as I got to be about 35 years old, I was feeling discouraged about whether I could ever pay my bills uh, by writing plays. Mm -hmm. And a friend who was directing a play offered me a part. And so uh, a long 
to make a long story short, I decided to, uh, well, I mean, the long story is that uh, I was thinking of becoming a taxi driver, and my girlfriend advised me strongly to take the acting job rather mm -hmm. than the taxi job because she knew that my driving skills were very poor oh, no. and uh, they still are huh. and uh, so I went into the play of my friend uh, who was directing the play uh, and I, I I acted and uh, People from film came to the play and put me in the movies. Mm -hmm. So I, I became an actor. So being that you, you got your start in the theater, and obviously you said you've written, you've written plenty of plays, and you know, you've done acting, you've done, you've done it from both ends. You've done it from the writing aspect, you've done it from the acting aspect. What would you say is the more fulfilling for you? Well, I... I still uh, I guess have some strange belief in my own writing so it's it's uh, and I yeah I kind of feel that uh, you know everybody else is wrong and and maybe a hundred years after my death my writing will be appreciated more but there are certain individuals who do appreciate it even now. And so I, I, it is very satisfying to write a sentence or a line or even a whole piece that uh, uh, sort of uh, packs the punch that you hoped it would. That's very satisfying, really. I mean, although when I'm acting, I'm not thinking about that. When I'm acting, I'm I'm uh, hundred percent there. I'm not thinking about anything else. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you a question. So, you've you've done many different things creatively throughout the years. What would you say would be your proudest moment, creatively speaking? Well, it would be, I don't know, I suppose I, 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 there is a play of mine that I kind of think is my best called The Designated Mourner. And um, I, I have performed that myself uh, with uh, uh, my girlfriend, Deborah Eisenberg, and the wonderful actor Larry Pine, under the direction of uh, Andre Gregory, who I've done many projects with. He is a director with whom I've worked for 40 years or so, and uh, we, made, we made a few movies together, including My Dinner with Andre. That was based on a conversation between you two, correct? Yes, yes. Or, I mean, it was a made-up conversation, but sure. that's the, the topic of the film. We're the characters, more or less. I mean, it's kind of me and it's kind of him. Um, so that, I don't know, I think that was my best play. And then it was done in England uh, with 
the great Mike Nichols uh, playing the main part, mm -hmm. one of the few times that he ever acted. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was directed by David Hare at the National Theatre in London, and that was pretty fabulous, too. So that those were kind of high points. I mean, I made another movie with Andre Gregory uh, called The Master Builder, A Master Builder, which is uh, also, as an actor, that was perhaps my best part. Mm -hmm. And I, I do remember, I, when I was doing the research, I do remember hearing about that role in particular, and... That, now that was based off of um, Ibsen. I, I want. Yeah, I was about to say a Finnish play. I, I just. I'm not sure if I'm accurate on that. It was a, a Norwegian, Norwegian play by Henrik Ibsen, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, that was a, a, a play that was, uh, you know, it was a hundred years more old, uh, but uh, it's. Um, in a modern translation by mm -hmm. me, and it is, I don't know, it's a master builder is a disturbing and weird play that uh, some people really find fascinating. I remember reading the synopsis for it, and I was like, okay, we're going to get a copy of this DVD, because this sounds amazing. It's really strange. I mean, it's not a play that exactly makes sense in the regular way uh it, but it's fascinating and kind of beautiful and sometimes that's the best kind of that's the best kind of entertainment strange and fascinating well i like that kind of entertainment right that's uh i i uh, and i like that particular playwright henrik gibson i like all of his plays mm -hmm. But this is one of the weird ones. <laughs> Would you say there are any more like weird ones of his that you might want to do down the line, or? I I I uh, well, I would mention his his best known plays are less weird. Uh, A Doll's House and Hedda Gobbler. Hedda Gobbler is is. Uh, it, it is pretty weird, really, mm -hmm. if you get into it deeply, but it is a very uh, perfect play compared to a master builder. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it kind of all fits together in a mad, desperate way. Hmm. So... I do want to ask this question. So you've done all these plays and you've done films. Is there a project that, you know, you haven't gotten to yet? Like something you've been thinking about for a while and, you know, one you might be able to visit in the future, just you hadn't had a chance to get around to it? Um, well, of course, it would be, it would be thrilling uh, if uh, I still had the ability to write something. That would be fantastic. As far as being an actor goes, I'm available to 
I've all, I mean, I have quite a strong desire to play Willie Loman in Death of a Salesman. I feel I'd do a good job, but mm. I don't know if uh, like I'd, anybody I'd, else. I'd, I'd pay money that. to see that, to be honest. I, 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 I once was offered that part when ten other people were turned it down in a production in Texas, but you had. The, the very nice director called me and said, uh, unfortunately, you have to, I mean, if you, if you're, if, if you want to do it, you have to come, come to Texas in three weeks and stay for three months or whatever. And hey. I just couldn't do that. Right. I, I had other commitments, but it was very, uh, but when she, offered me the part even though obviously she was not i mean she'd run through every other actor that she could think of i'm sure because the original person that that she uh, was going to work with uh, suddenly became unavailable mm -hmm. so uh i don't know when she said that i thought i went and you know looked back at the play and I thought, you know, I really could do this, but uh, I mean, nobody, but I can't go to Texas in three weeks because I have things I'm supposed to be doing. You know, see, now now that you mentioned that, I'm just like, you know, the, when they did the film production of Death of a Salesman with Dustin Hoffman and John Malkovich, I was like, they really missed an opportunity. I could have, I would have rather seen you play opposite John Malkovich. That would have been, I feel in my opinion, <laughs> would have been way better. <laughs> but maybe I'm a little maybe I'm a little biased. I don't know. I I I uh, yeah. I mean, uh, well, I'd be quite fascinated to uh, be in any play with uh, John Malkovich. We we uh, he was in a play of mine in 1976 when he was about 20. Mm -hmm. uh, and they were just starting Steppenwolf in Chicago, and it was one of the first plays they did. And uh, John was in it, and and uh, Terry Kinney and uh, Joan Allen. It was it was the beginning of Steppenwolf, which became such an important theater in America. Well, I, I very much appreciate you taking the time out of your uh, your day to give us this interview, and uh, obviously we hope to see you at Farpoint as well as AwesomeCon because we're actually covering both events. Oh, um, golly, yeah. And, and but I, I do have to ask: so, is there anything you have coming up people should know about? Any new projects coming down the pipe? Uh, well, I'm I'm in. I appear every couple of weeks or two or three weeks in Young Sheldon on CBS, yep. which is a great program. It's a wonderful show, and I have a great part, so I'm certainly doing that, and eventually now, you, you, I... You play the professor, John, I, I'm, I'm hoping I'm not messing up the last name, John Sturgis? Yes. Okay, good. Yes, right. I do. I play, I play a professor. It's a really, really good show. And um, yes, I'm going to be 
in a movie called Timmy Failure that will appear when the new Disney streaming service gets going. Ah, all right. So we can look we can look forward to that soon. That sounds awesome. Yeah. You know, actually, now that you mentioned Young Sheldon, there is one question I did have because you actually used to teach. I, yes, I was. I was a a school teacher for a couple of years. Absolutely. So, if you did, you draw on that experience as part of the role, or? Um, well, yes, of course. You know, you don't ever forget that. I mean, uh, it's it's, um, and certainly I drew on that experience when I did Clueless and played oh, love that a movie. teacher. Love that movie. You know, that's the most wonderful movie, mm-hmm. and uh, one of my favorite movies to this day. One of my very favorites ever that's been made, and certainly of my, you know, opportunities. And, um, yes, I mean, uh, and having a little life experience has been, uh, I think, is good for an actor. I mean, I'm glad I started it. 35 rather than at uh, 18, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out to do this interview. Wallace Sean, thank you so much for joining us on Boldly Going Nowhere. Thank you so much. Boldly Going Nowhere is a Castwave Studios production. For other shows and more, visit castwavestudios.com. Oh, that sounded great.